0: What's up, fam? It's Mike, your host. This is a flashback episode going back a couple years to my conversation with Luke Rose of Ivory Hours. Check it out.
1: Give some trouble
0: kids that was uh that's a single is that correct luke yeah it is
2: the lead single off our
0: new album awesome well i'm sitting down here uh i'm in calgary you are where's home luke
2: i'm in toronto now
0: perfect man okay sweet sitting down with luke rose of ivory hours very excited to uh to have you on the show here um caught your show here in calgary while you guys were on tour uh, back last week and just blown away so it's awesome that you could make uh, make some time so first off thank you so much for uh for sitting down with me today man my pleasure. Perfect. And uh, you you seem to be much more fit uh, right now and not cacking up a storm. Uh, you were a little bit of a respiratory issues in the, on the tour there.
2: Yeah, I just midweek when we were on our days off, I just like developed a terrible, terrible cold right as we were going into the shows that I was looking forward to most. So got out <laughs> though. Uh, uh, okay. And the shows ended up Going
0: over, so that was uh, lucky in a lot of ways. No, yeah, no, that's awesome, man. And I mean, you couldn't have tell, told me uh, otherwise, right? Like, you guys were, it was a fantastic show. I, I, When I go to shows, man, I'm kind of the guy that sits on the back. I just kind of observe. I like doing that, watching, like, because I'm a, I'm a musician too, right? Being the band guy, I'm just watching to see the interaction between. And the first thing I picked up was you and your bassist. Now, bassist name again was? Carson. There right. we go. Carson. Holy smokes. That guy the way that you guys like controlled that stage was, uh, it was just, it was like magnetic. You could just watch you guys. It was very, very entertaining. And, uh, that was the first thing I picked up off your stage performance. So for, for those listeners that, uh, can catch an Ivory Hours show, that would, uh, that would be definitely of best interest. So just wanted to kind of tear into it, my man. And, uh, uh, talk, talk to me a little bit about the history of Ivory Hours. Like where did you guys form? How long you've been together? What's, uh, what's the story behind uh, the group?
2: Um, it's taken uh, a couple of different forms, I guess, over the last uh, almost five years. Um, so it was kind of fun to end that tour in Vancouver. That's actually where the band kind of first started. I had began, like, writing a bunch of songs and stuff in my last year of university when I was in Kingston up here in Ontario. Um, you know, didn't really play any shows there because the, the two other members that I was going to get on board were from Vancouver, so finished up moved out there. Uh, my sister Annie came along as well. And then, you know, that was like my first experience of being like in a proper band. So there's a pretty huge learning curve to that for all of us. And, um, uh, yeah, we just like, you know, learning how to write music, but also learning how to like run a band and manage yourselves and do merch and book shows and all this shit. Um, so yeah, it was a cool experience, but, um, I, I definitely enjoyed that city um, and then we ended up moving back to Toronto. The rhythm uh, section changed. I, f- I found Chris and Tom and I moved back to London, got them on board, and he ended up going leaving the band at one point. <laughs> uh, I brought a new guy Lucas in to tour with us. And then since then, Chris has moved on as well. So we just got Carson and on bass for this tour, which is awesome to hear that you like the chemistry. It just, it just really feels good playing with them. But that's, you know, his yeah. first, like, couple shows out with us and, and it's already going really well. So, um, yeah, I think when you first get into it, you, like, see bands as this, like, you know, kind of unbreakable um, oh. <laughs> device, but they're over five years lives change so much tastes change like all this stuff that um that you know uh, there's just like a lot of development there but um i think it's gone really well I'm, I'm glad to be where we're at and yeah
0: awesome man no that's i was gonna say like it's it's rare that you hear about those bands like oh, i think the pixies is probably one great example where they're like ah that was their first band oh shit right like that's yeah. It's so rare that you don't have lineup changes. Like you said, the, the life changes and the lifestyle is so hard too, right? And it's, um, you know, you're all over the place and people get into different commitments. So I, I hear you, man. It's uh, life of the touring rock star, right? So um, what kind of influences um, over the, like, let's talk about like maybe the new album here, Dream World. Um, wh- where, did the, where did the idea come from that and what kind of influences uh, are most relevant nowadays to what the sound is, uh, Chemical Makeup?
2: um I have to kind of think of that a little bit um I think what was I most referencing for because for me I'm really into the um recording and things as well so um there are I don't know I kind of pull in from influences from um different things for different parts of the process some of it is just like love the recorded sound um and for that like I referenced um uh, the new um uh, Young, the Giant record, uh, mm-hmm. that last arc, Monkeys record, which was like dirtier, grungier. Yeah. Um, the dude, Chad Blake, who mixed that, like a bunch of his other records too, and his general style was kind of an influence for that. Um, what else do I have going? Like, I always have like, kind of like folksy or kind of influences that um, I more so try and pull like lyrical influence from at this point, not like arrangement. Right. Um, I've got really into Andy Schaaf. Oh yeah. Um, a, a brilliant Canadian artist. Um who else is in that realm here? I gotta see. I don't know. I'd like Phoenix is always gonna be a kind of a, uh an influence for us. I, I feel like I'm always gonna kind of drift between this record's more of like an alternative record. There's a couple ballady kind of sounding songs on it, some overdriven like guitar walls and that kind of thing, just a departure from the dancier kind of um stuff we did on the last record but I can already feel myself like kind of missing that a little bit the more shows that I play yeah Uh, so I I think those two things are always gonna swirl and Back
0: and forth. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of what I picked up. Like, uh, even listening to the, the opening track that we we played before uh, before we started speaking here, uh, Shadow Kids. That that song, it's it's got a lot of like, it's got, it definitely got a lot of pop influence too. And the, another group that you didn't mention in there that I I kind of hear and I noticed this immediately uh, was uh, like Neighborhood and, and Phoenix. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah, you mentioned that, and that and that's like in the best kind of way. Like cause those those groups are like uh, lyrically. I don't think that they're they're given enough credit for. And, and I love the way that the arrangement works. I love the melody that you, you guys put out there. And it's just like, that was a really captivating show. I think you guys stole it. So it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, it's, and it's, and yeah, you say the, the dance stuff too, right? That's, um, that's super important because you had that whole room. I think I said that to the majority of your, your group. I'm like, you'd never know you guys weren't from here, man. You had everybody moving. It was great. It was awesome. That's,
2: that's the thing that like, uh I don't know. It's so fun to perform that kind of music live. I'm always gonna have to kind of, I think, strike a balance between that and because uh, you can't have every song be like super upbeat and jam and yeah, that. But like, it's pretty hard to beat that in a live context when people are jumping and like. Oh yeah dancing and singing along man it's it's super super fun so
0: absolutely no i hear you i hear you that's when i go to those shows and i'm not in a band at the time i'm always like fuck i gotta get in a band again you know (laughs) seriously because it's like it's so much fun to be a part of that on the stage so i uh i love that stuff i love the atmosphere you guys you guys killed it it was fun so um moving moving a little bit away from that you mentioned like some of the lyrical context and stuff i want to talk to you about um maybe like the the influence that's not music related. Where do you like? What do you get up for every day? What kind of things in life really motivate you to keep doing this?
2: Um, I don't know. Like I was trying to. When you sent me that note, I was trying to think of non musical stuff. Like I feel like everything in my life has some kind of musical connection. Like all the people that that you know. All, most friends of mine, most people that I hang out with, most activities like are people I've met through music in some capacity or something like that. Absolutely. Um, so, I don't know, kind of hard to separate those things, but uh, these days, I don't know, like aside from music, I like um, I, I like like natural kind of beauty, going on canoe trips and um, cooking a little bit as well, um, that kind of thing. Oh yeah, like, yeah,
0: absolutely. Like, yeah, the lifestyle stuff, that's cool. Yeah. There you go, yeah. No, that's cool, man. Um, so now moving moving forward into it, you got the new album, you got the touring, you mentioned like most of your life is very music centric. So like what's the biggest challenge with that do you find, like for yourself and maybe with the group as well, kinda conglomerate? Um what's the biggest challenge out of uh, the rock star lifestyle, man? Well, I mean
2: rock star lifestyle is maybe a little bit of a myth, but
0: um, <laughs> right? Because
2: <laughs> I mean that in inside of that like we don't have you know, I don't have like a manager take, taking care of me or like a, a label who's dealing with like everything that happens with this band is something that I'm doing in this office like working on any of the like promo stuff or booking these the shows and all that kind of stuff so the the challenge for me is striking a balance between those things and trying to still remember like that the core of the thing is music and like and trying to become better at just expressing raw emotion and so um but i'm in a really good place again where like i hadn't written much i finished the album had a, like a really nice summer of just like you know going out on these trips and stuff like that and then this tour and now i feel
0: like really hungry to create again um which is nice oh that's great well yeah let's let's take it uh down that road then uh, talking about the new album um, the next track uh, we we'd like to play here is actually the title track. Is that correct? That's Dream World. So, yeah. Yeah. so talk to me a bit about uh, maybe the story behind uh, the writing process on that particular track, and then the album uh, as a whole. How does it how does it tie together as being the uh, the title track?
2: Um, I was actually just uh, transferring a bunch of voice memos the other day, and I had forgotten how long the process was of writing that song. Um, but I think it's like impetus came from an old voice memo from like a couple years ago that i listened to when I was getting back into writing, just kind of picked up this riff and worked off of that. Um, and it went through some pretty significant changes, like a, you know, a bunch of different choruses and stuff like that. Um, but the, I mean, the general, the general sentiment of that tune is just, uh, I don't know, just like being able to understand, I think what a spiritual experience is um and kind of opening up, up yourself or to, to the idea of that happening outside of like a religious context essentially like i think when you know when you see like a beautiful sunrise or something like that or when i'm out on like one of these canoe trips there'll be several moments in that where i'm just like pure bliss where you're just like oh sweet i'm this tiny little thing there's a whole gigantic huge universe out there and that's great because i'm just a little blip just floating along and i'm gonna die and become part of this thing like that's that's so significant and amazing to me and it's like i don't think that you need this whole big book or all these rules to like tell you how to interpret that experience i think that's enough in and of itself um and so that's that that's what that's, the song is trying to say essentially is where you know the course is we're living in a dream world um so don't forget it and it's just that it's just that simple that um you Know those experiences are there available to you um, if you look for them and as such.
0: Oh, that's awesome, man! No, that's great. Um, well, without further ado, I'll let you uh take it away here. You can uh intro your track and your and your group here, it's uh it's all on you now.
2: <laughs> all right, hey, there's Luke still from Ivory Hours. Um, we're gonna play you the title track for the new record, it's called Dream Earth.
1: The city sleeps, so quiet I can hear it breathe Sunrise, nipping at the heels of dawn And the pale moon's gone I see them flow through the trees White clouds like they're coming up from a dream A dream, a dream Like they're coming up from a a dream A dream, a dream
0: You just heard Dreamworld. that's ivory hours I'm sitting down with lead singer guitar the uh, the the man the man right here Luke Rose um, uh-huh. Luke, <laughs> I know I'm putting putting you up on this pedestal you're like oh shit man who is this guy right <laughs> I'm just a guy playing music right and that's that's the key right I, I think that that translates I think if we want to take it that road um, uh, watching your group you, you guys clearly love what you're doing um, I want to talk to you about where you see yourselves in the, in the next little while. Where do you, where do you, where does Ivory Hours going? What's the what's the plan ahead here?
2: I think uh, for me, I just like set a couple. There's a couple different modes because sometimes really good things like come along that you don't expect and they entirely change your trajectory. But you also can't count on those people or those opportunities coming into your life. So you know like one version of that is i'm going to start working on another album we'll probably do a little bit more touring on the spring but uh in springtime i think but um ideally for me i would like to get out touring with some bigger bands and there's a lot of politics to making that happen Mm -hmm. um but i mean that's why we've been going out doing these these tours ourselves and, and doing the diy kind of thing just to prove that you know we can get out there and do it and we can you know, have people see us who've never heard us before in Calgary, and yeah. um, and enjoy the show. And for, for me, that's like an entirely scalable experience. Like if you just put that in front of a bigger crowd who's there to enjoy bands also similar to us, like I think it, I think we can kill that. So um, that's what I'd be looking forward to doing the most in the next little bit. Um, in terms of of making more music, like thankfully I've got a lot of resources to do that. So there's not you know a ton holding me back from writing and recording more which I, i'm really uh, excited about um, and yeah the, the rest of it you know can depend on some some relationships developing that kind of thing and um the ultimate goal is you know just to make the entire thing sustainable to be able to tour the, tour the world and stuff like that um and for everybody to be able to live off the project um which but it's funny that like you talk to people who are a step above us and the step above of that even and everybody even those people are still like working for the next level you know what i mean yeah so um you just kind of keep pushing i think and yeah
0: you gotta love I, I think what i've learned too from the from the experience is like you gotta love the process rather than the uh the product right because the product may never actually happen in your head because yeah you said like everybody even those guys that are like two or three steps ahead of where you're at or the group uh you. Those guys they're still they're still climbing, right? So you gotta love the process.
2: Right. there's always a new market somewhere. There's bands who are crushing it in Canada who go to the US and nobody knows who they are. Um and they'll you know, they have they'll have these super humbling experiences. The same thing happens for us on a smaller level when we like play a huge show in, in Toronto or London and then go out to Lethbridge and play to like twenty people, fifteen maybe. <laughs> exactly, right? Um and uh it doesn't mean you like work uh, and less hard or whatever you, um, you play the same kind of show and hopefully you convert a couple of those people and they tell their friends but um yeah this if you if you let that stuff bum you out on a large level you you'd never make it
0: no exactly no great point uh i want to put you on the spot a little bit before the the next guided question though if you had to build it you just kind of sparked something with me um if you had to kind of Give those bands that are a couple steps under from from where you started. Uh, they're just starting out; their green bands. What what kind of what's the first piece of advice that you might uh, you might give somebody?
2: Um, I think like anybody in the industry will always start with by, with saying the music, um, and that's always going to be the fundamental thing. Um, but as long as that's there, and you've got a tight band and practiced and all that kind of stuff, I think the next thing is just like teaching yourself how to. Um, how to operate like a like a bigger band in terms of management and booking yourself and realizing that nobody's gonna do that shit for you. Um and realizing that each of those it takes a skill set um that you have to develop and that's why the people who develop who devote their entire life to being an agent, to being a manager, to being like, you know, an A and R person because um it takes a lot and though you're like main Goal is to be a musician. You have to like kind of play those roles until
0: someone takes over. Brilliant. Yeah. No, I definitely uh, agree with you on that. Now, you guys been doing this for uh, for a few years, so I, I know there's a lot of a lot of road life. What kind of uh, road life story have you got? Uh, anything that sticks out from maybe even the last uh, tour here?
2: From This one, I mean. But uh, all of it, I mean nothing too crazy, we're not like partiers or anything like that because I can't no. afford to party for my health and just because I have all these things to do every day that I can't um, do that. But I mean that, that was a pretty epic drive home this time, same thing we did back from uh, from Revelstoke last year as well, but yeah, I don't know. I've, I never can never think of like a crazy story. That's
0: that's actually that's cool because that gives me a good lead into to like the whole purpose of this this whole thing as a podcast. I mean that's the idea is to dispel the rumor that um, we we just got some radio play on uh, on this whole music fit uh, business, which is the idea of the lifestyle of that you know rock star. It, it's totally changed. It used to be you know trash the hotel, you know get wasted and get paid in beer, and it's really not like that anymore. It's like yeah, you mentioned canoe trips, you're, you're much more namaste, right? We, we have a lot more down regulation because we treat ourselves much more like professionals, right? So maybe on the flip side, what kind of stuff do you enjoy, uh, outside of like the canoeing kind of thing? Like what, uh, what kind of things, you, you know, you say your, your health and fitness. So what other kind of things are you doing, uh, to take care of yourself?
2: I mean, I can't say that I'm health and fitness. I'm actually a terribly, like from a physical activity point <laughs> of view, a fairly unhealthy person. Um, but uh, yeah, because I, I don't know, once in a while I'll go for a run and then I forget to do it because I'll just get like, up <laughs> here and get. I'm also very like obsessive, so you know. Right. I spent like six hours like researching every part that's in a jazz master because I want to build one.
0: That's working, um, man. <laughs> and, uh,
2: if I, but I'm also really into craft beer. Like I really appreciate um, a really good beer, and that's what's exciting about tomorrow. We're releasing like a collab beer that we did with a brewery in London. Um, which turned out really, really cool. Um, So that's not health-related, but...
0: (laughs) It's it's kind of.
2: I do, like, you know, I still like drinking a bunch of beers and stuff, but yeah, like you're saying, I mean, the only way to really make it work, I think, in music at this point, unless you do have that grand structure around you of people, of, like, support system, of people who take care of all these things, um, is that you have to treat it like a job, and, like, I don't go to my jobs and get fucking wasted like you know exactly <laughs> anything though when you're off your job and you're on a canoe trip and you got a backpack full of 72 tall boys they gotta go somewhere so
0: yeah Absolutely, man. No, it's it's all about it's uh, it's navigating the, the lifestyle, right? And making sure that you can make with what you have, right? And, and uh, half of the time, like the people, like even the people that have picked up my book, and they're like, man, we just need this to navigate this just because it's like, holy, um, on the road, it's like a totally different thing. But when we come home, it's nice to like get back to like, you know, focus. Right. And if you're out partying and going crazy, you can't do that. Right. So yeah, you hit it, man. That's, uh, that's great. Um, Let's uh, let's close things down here. Um, Talk to me about uh, the last track we got here is only one. What, uh, what's the scoop on, uh, on that track.
2: Um, Only one is kind of like the last vestige of this. um, these like unrequited love songs that I used to write about somebody. Um, and so that's kind of, I think the like penultimate one in that like realm. And I think it kind of like sealed the jar, um, of that like bit of emotion. So, um, yeah, it's a really like, it's a really emotional song. Um, and, uh, there's like a bunch of like hurt in it, but also understanding that a person, um, you know, there's no reason that a person should take you back. Like you weren't right for that person, and probably still aren't right for them. But it's just basically ref- reflecting on just like what it feels like to um, to not be able to be with somebody uh, who you really love.
0: There, well, what a way to end the show here. I want to thank you so much for uh, for your time. I'll get all the I'll get all the links in here into the show notes. We'll get this thing up and running. And uh, in the meantime, and anything I can do out west here to, to help you guys out and uh, establish uh, establish a little bit more of that. Uh, I know how it is on coming. From the east to the west, and back and forth, and all that kind of thing. We want to make sure you got uh, you got a good spot. You always got a home here in Calgary, that's for sure. So it was uh, so much, it was it was awesome to uh, to catch you guys and and sit down and, and chat today and kind of learn a little bit more. And if we can help you out uh, out west here, you just uh, say the word, man. So thank you so much for your time. I'll let you uh, close the thing down here with uh, with your intro to your track.
2: All righty, you're listening to Only One by Ivory Hours. Have a good one. Help
1: me, you're the only one I'm missing Help me, take away the hole in my chest Where my heart was And disappeared when you left
0: the boys I, I love them. Uh, Luke Rose and Ivory Hours that just brings back memories listen back to that one uh, I'm gonna keep on throwing some old ones back up digging through the archives getting some new interviews up if you have any suggestions of topics or uh, yes anybody that you'd like to hear from please shoot me a quick note best way to get me is yo at therockdr.com. That's my email. Uh be sure to subscribe at whatever I guess streaming podcasty thing you like. You can give me a five-star review. That will get this message across to many more people that need to hear these awesome bands and awesome thinkers and all these great people that are going to be on the show. So again, if you have any questions, yo at therockdr.com and uh let me know what you want to hear. Alright, five star review Uh, positive comment and till next time folks stay sweet peace